0: Welcome back to the Rainy Day Horror Show, people. I hope you're having just a good fucking weekend, all right? Today, I'm so stoked for this episode, okay? I am so stoked for this episode, okay? It is not the Maryland ritual killings today, okay? That's next week. I had to fucking come up with something on the fly because I was just really busy this week and, you know, didn't get out of late or not didn't get out of late, but didn't get out of work until late, most of this week, so I wasn't able to fully research and dive into the Maryland ritual killings. So, came up with something on the fly, I rearranged some of the upcoming videos, okay, and on today's episode, alright, we are going to be talking about Halloween, okay, and I have a few Halloween urban legends, like three of them, And just why we do some of the shit we do on Halloween. like Some of just the fucking, you know, traditions. And where this beautiful fucking holiday came from, okay? Now, if you don't know who I am, I'm Dusty McBalls. Your favorite podcaster. Your favorite, you know, fucking content creator, okay? And, you know, with that comes me being the certified cougar hunter. I know there is no correlation between the two, but... Surprisingly, right now there is okay, but yeah, it's gonna be a good fucking episode. I'm so excited because I never knew half the shit that we do on Halloween and where it came from, and it was so fucking interesting, right? So in the beginning, I'm just gonna run over where Halloween came from and why it is a holiday for you know us us people, and then I'm gonna jump into some of the traditions, and I'm gonna start it off with an urban legend. And then, I'm going to go through some other stuff, like other traditions, like why we bob for apples, and some other, you know, witchcrafty things, and then, I'm going to tell you another fucking, um, what is it, what is it, what is it, urban legend, and then another urban legend after that, and why that specific urban legend has a true story kind of attached to it, but it was a little fabricated, and it, well... The urban legend was fabricated from the true story, okay? But it's still super fucking dope. I love this holiday. It is going to be so much fun, okay? So, you know, get your Crocs on. We're going on an adventure. We're going to go to Ireland. We're going to go to Europe. We're going to go to the UK. Then we're going to come back here. We're going to go to the, you know, northern part of the colonies, the southern part of the colonies. We're going to go to, I think, oh, fuck, what's the other place? I forgot the other place, but it's going to be fun, okay? So get those Crocs on alright, it's adventure time, with Finn and Logan, well, mostly just Logan, because Finn's a fictional character, but you know what I mean, okay, so, without further ado, let's get into, like, these Halloween urban legends and traditions, alright, so, Halloween dates all the way back to the Celtic festival, Samhain, where they would celebrate, you know, their new year, November 1st, alright, now, they chose that day because it meant the end of summer and the coming of winter. But they also believed that the night before November 1st, aka October 31st, aka Halloween, the veil between the living and the dead were blurred and it allowed, you know, ghostly apparitions to walk with the living. And It's also that night that the Festival of Samhain would start. Now, I did not know, okay, that this, you know, little holiday dates back to, like, it comes from Ireland. You know what I mean? Like, that's interesting, okay, that they decided to fucking start this thing. And it's just so crazy. Well, I shouldn't say they started it because, like, the Romans were also doing something similar to it. But... Like, why it's so prevalent in the U.S. It's from the Celtic region, Ireland. And they filtered it into Europe. And when they all flooded over here, which I'm going to get into more in a little bit. But yeah. I just burped. Sorry. It comes from, you know, the Celtic regions. I burped again. Sorry. Now, after a bunch of conquering and the spread of Christianity, and many, and many cultures intermingling with each other, these Halloween traditions would eventually spread to, you know, America, which, like I said, we'll get into in a second. But once Halloween made it to America, it was extremely limited in most northern colonies because of the whole Protestant belief system, blah, 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 that whole bullshit, okay, it wasn't really prevalent up there in the, you know, northern colonies, but in the southern colonies from like Maryland and below, it was like religiously celebrated, where different ethnic groups from Europe ended up colliding with Native American beliefs, and then, you know, after all the intermingling, boom, our own little USA holiday was fucking born. The best holiday in the year, okay? It's like I mean, Christmas cool, Halloween better. Like I treat Halloween as my Christmas. I fucking love Halloween, okay? Now, back, you know, in the 13 colonies, in the early days of the colonies, the early days of America, these first celebrations of halloween started with play parties and no that is not code for an orgy you fucking weirdos okay they did not like oh halloween the devil's day let's all have a devil's orgy no they did not have any devil's three-way just fucking going at it no that's not what a play party was it was a party or a public event that celebrated the harvest where neighbors share stories of the dead, tell fortunes, share, sorry, not share, but dance. I don't know why I said share. It threw me off for a second. But they would dance, sing, and they would also feature, you know, ghost stories that they would tell to each other and they'd play pranks. They were egging people's houses, you know, hundreds of years ago, okay? That's what they did. They loved egging houses, okay? Is that, I wonder if that's really where it fucking started. That would be a trip. Egging a house is like 300 years old. That would be so fucking crazy. Okay, sorry. By the middle of like the 19th century, Halloween was gaining a little bit of popularity, but it still wasn't really prevalent or widely celebrated in, you know, America until right around the second half of the 19th century, where the colonies, and America as a whole, ended up getting a huge flood of immigrants, especially from Ireland, and it, the reason that, you know, it was around the time where the whole, you know, Irish potato famine started, and they brought all of their Halloween traditions from Ireland and Europe straight to America, so we can think our Irish and European friends, or more like UK friends, but like, we can thank them for this beautiful fucking holiday, okay? That, you know, they really made popular within the US, okay? So, thank you, my European and, well, UK friends, all right? We love you. We love you, and we love that you brought this beautiful holiday to us, all right? And,. This is going to lead us into our first story because this is actually um what is it an Irish fucking urban legend and it's about why we carve pumpkins and it's really fucking interesting. I didn't know that like the hit, I thought it was just a, a fun thing that we do, okay? Right? No, this is this is this is the urban legend to why we carve pumpkins. And this little devilish urban legend is known as Stingy Jack. So, as the legend goes, long ago in a small village in Ireland lived a drunkard named Stingy Jack. And Stingy Jack wasn't well liked by most people in his village. Because, you know, he was not that good of a person. He was a little trickster, and he'd play pranks, and he was just mean to everybody in town. One evening, Satan, the devil himself, overheard stories of the devious acts caused by Stingy Jack. And without even thinking, the devil decided that he must have Jack's soul. Now, Jack may have been stingy, But he was also very clever. When Satan came to collect Jack's soul, Jack told the devil that the least, whoa, hold on, sorry, that the least he could do is let Jack have one last drink at his favorite pub. Then and only then will he let the devil take his soul. And the devil agreed. After Jack finished his last drink, he told the devil that he had no money and suggested that the devil should turn himself into a coin to pay for the drink, and once that's done and their drink is paid, for then he will willingly go to the underworld, just like he promised. The devil turned himself into a coin and Jack... Instead of using that coin to pay the bill, he instead slipped the devil in his pocket alongside a crucifix. The devil started pleading and begging Jack to let him out. But Jack was very clever and told the devil he'll let him out only if he leaves him alone for ten years. The devil agreed and Jack let him out. And sticking to his deal, the devil left Jack alone and would return ten years later to see Jack. On that fateful night, the devil returned. As he as he saw Jack, like he was looking at him, he saw Jack stumbling out of a pub. With the heavy sigh, Jack looked at the devil, knowing full well that the devil intended to drag him to hell. So Jack, knowing what's about to happen, he requested that the devil climb a tree and get Jack an apple as his final meal before going to hell. The devil not learning from his previous mistakes, he did so. And when the devil was up in the tree, Jack carved a cross in the bark, trapping the devil in the tree. The devil once again Begged and pleaded to be let out of the tree, and was let out only after he agreed to never take Jack's soul to hell. Many years would pass before Jack would take his last breath and die. Once dead, Jack was refused entry into heaven by God because of his evil deeds. So Jack went to hell, and once in hell, the devil refused him entrance due to their contract. Now after Jack left hell, the devil gave him a parting gift. It was an ember. An ember ablaze with hellfire. It is now said that Jack put that ember in a carved turnip to light his way as he hopelessly roams this earth. Now this Is the origin story to carving pumpkins. It started out in Ireland, like I said earlier, and what the fuck? Hold on here. Oh, sorry, I messed up my writing. It's okay. Sorry. So it started out in Ireland and Scotland, where they, you know, would first use turnips and potatoes, and they did this to warn off evil spirits like Stingy Jack. Then from Ireland and Scotland, it moved into England where they used beets. Then from, you know, those three countries, they would immigrate to America where they found out pumpkins like fucking existed here. And we're like, oh, we'll just use those instead of beets and goddamn potatoes because they hold the better light, right? And ever since then, we've basically, you know, just use pumpkins, maybe, hold on, hear me out, maybe if, you know, sorry to my Irish friends, but maybe if you just didn't use fucking potatoes as them, maybe you wouldn't have a potato famine, maybe that would have helped, but then again, it's also your guys' little tradition, okay, well, our tradition too, but still, alright, just saying, just thinking off the top of my head, maybe that's a reason why, maybe that's a reason why the potato famine came sooner right maybe i don't know i'm just messing around with you guys okay but yeah isn't that crazy i didn't know that story i just thought it was a fun thing that we do right i'm also going to get into here in a second why we why black and orange are the holiday like the holiday colors for halloween cuz that's also really interesting too okay so our second you know halloween tradition or whatever is going to be on the costumes and the history of you know Why we wear costumes. This one's pretty self-explanatory. It's kind of interesting. So, dressing up in costumes on Halloween was a tradition that was started with the Celtic people and other European countries. Like I said, the Celtic people in Ireland, they fucking started this shit. This is all them. Well, not all of it. Most of it is all them, okay? They're dope people, alright? I love Irish people now because they fucking started Halloween and they brought us a beautiful fucking holiday, okay? So... Ireland no disrespect to all my other friends in my other countries right now you you're making your way to the top you're om- you're almost at the top right now with this with this shit okay this is this is impressive you guys came up with a great fucking holiday all right now they believed that ghosts would come back to the earthly plane on Halloween like we all know that's just what happens okay it's the day where the veil is the Weakest, that's what I was thinking, yeah, the weakest, okay. Now, the Celtic people thought, and some other European countries, they thought that they would encounter ghosts if they left their house. So, to combat the ghosts that they would see when they, you know, left the house, they would wear costumes or disguises to trick the spirits into thinking they were one of them. And it was a protection thing. So which I mean yeah kind of that's kind of understandable. I could see that, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, that's understandable on why we would wear costumes. Right? But like god damn, that ghost has to be fucking stupid as shit, right? Like holy tits. Holy tits testes and ovaries. That didn't sound right. But still. That is self-explanatory. I kind of figured, I like kind of knew it was going to go that route as I was researching it. But so yeah, that kind of, that kind of makes sense, right? Also on Halloween, people would put, this goes into trick-or-treating, people would put like bowls of food or candy outside of their house to deter any negative or unwanted spirits from entering, you know, their house. Okay. Okay. So, it's, it turned out, that's what it started out, sorry, I got hair in my fucking face, and it's bothering me, like, I have really long hair now, and I'm, like, starting to eat it, and it's fucking annoying, it's really fucking, I need a haircut, is what I need, but, but, sorry, I got sidetracked, um, what, what the fuck was I talking about? Halloween, trick-or-treating, how... Yeah, so it started out with people putting stuff out for the spirits to either deter evil spirits from coming in or if a family member had passed or any other relatives, they would put their favorite food on their front porch, okay? Then it turned into poor people would go out on Halloween to get, you know, offerings from other people's houses and stuff like that. And then it didn't really become a huge thing like trick-or-treating and candy and stuff like that because at one point in the U.S. I think it was like the early 1900s I want to say like 1930 around 1930 where they didn't even fucking celebrate Halloween like it just nobody went out nobody did anything and it wasn't until like the 1950s where they actually started you know giving out candy and stuff like that and I think I tap into it a little bit in here in a little bit but for, I burped again, but for like, yeah, that's crazy that I didn't, I didn't know it was like an offering thing, which is kind of makes sense, but it's, it's still super interesting, and Halloween also, you know, didn't represent, not only, it didn't, rep, but like, it also just didn't represent connections with past family members, and you know, other spirits, it, also, for a brief moment, there was a belief that it could you know predict the future too. so in the eighteenth century, Ireland whoa, I missed an okay backtrack i'm I'm getting too much ahead of myself i'm I'm amped for this fucking episode that's why I'm like kind of stumbling a lot. This is fucking exciting. I need to take a breather for a fucking second to call my fucking brain cells because they're all going, well, not my one one brain cell because it's going all over the place. But in the 18th century in Ireland, a cook would make mashed potatoes with a ring in it. And on Halloween night, the first person, specifically female, to find said ring would be married by next Halloween. Fortune tellers in Scotland would tell women of age if, you know, she put her suitor's names... Oh my god, my fucking hair. I hate this shit. Okay, so... Fortune tellers in Scotland would tell women of age if they put, like, all of their suitor's names on, like, a hazelnut. Because, you know, back in those days, you had family friends and they'd, like, pawn you off and stuff like that, so... If you put, like, your suitor's names on these, like, hazelnuts and threw it in a fire, the hazelnut with said name on it that burnt to ash first would be her future husband. Another ritual that was also done on Halloween was when women... Women? When woman... When women? Women. What the fuck? I can't speak. When women would crack an egg into a bowl of water and they would, you know, stare at the egg yolk. And while staring at the egg yolk, they'd be standing in front of a mirror in a room that was only lit by candles. And as they're peering at this egg yolk, they'd look up into the mirror, you know, every now and then in hopes of finding their future husband, you know, standing behind them, right? which kind of reminds me of if you if you go to my first episode on the Salem Witch Trials it is about a guy named Giles Corey one of the girls Tatuba she did this with um well, i forgot what the girl's name was but she did this with the group of girls you know younger girls probably around like 11 12 13 around that age she cuz she was from i think the Caribbean islands i could be wrong but she was showing you know them a voodoo magic trick. And what happened was, you know, some bad happened. I'm not going to go over the whole thing, but some bad happened. and that's what kicked off the Salem witch trials. So this is kind of similar to that, which is kind of interesting, you know, that Mass- well, it was also around the you know Protestant Protestants and stuff like that. and it was in the northern part, you know, in Massachusetts. So up there, it was probably still really taboo around like, you know, this era around the 18th century in the US. But still, it's kind of interesting to see that like, you know, what started to kick off the Salem witch trials was, was the same. Sorry, I'm trying to think of how to say it It was the same. It was the same ritual that kicked off the Salem witch trials. Holy fuck. But it was done in a different format. And it, didn't kick off any witch trials at all, which is really, really interesting, right, which is really, really interesting, and, you know, bobbing for apples, I said that weird, but you know, bobbing for apples, yeah, that's also a fucking love thing on Halloween, didn't know that, I didn't know, this is like, you know, better than Valentine's Day, this is death and Valentine's Day put together, right, it's Valentine's Day, and it is so fucking dope. I love this holiday even fucking more now, right? Like, I think Valentine's Day is pointless. Kind of pointless. Why do you have to dedicate one day to your lover when you got a whole fucking year, right? Stupid. Dumb. Dumb fucking idea. I don't like Valentine's Day. Never will. Probably not. Stupid, alright? Plus, the my fucking trail story starts on ho- Valentine's Day. So, fuck Valentine's Day. That shit fucked up my life. Well, not really, but spiritually a little bit, kind of. But still, no. Fuck Valentine's Day. Absolutely hate it. Stupid fucking holiday. If it, we should just get rid of it, right? It's not even like a federal holiday. We should get rid of it and just make Halloween a federal holiday, right? So then I won't have to take out work for it, right? They just give it to me off and I'd get paid for it. Fuck that, right? Bro, I think we should gotta, you know, start fucking making Halloween a federal holiday. I'm gonna start a petition. That makes Halloween a federal holiday, right? But, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. Yes, bobbing for apples is technically also a love and future husband thing because the first person to catch an apple in their mouth was allegedly also supposed to be married by next Halloween, okay? But, yeah, I didn't know that that was the whole fucking shit, you know? I thought it was just celebrating the dead, right? Doing a little ghost stuff. Spooking the kids, Right? That's what I thought it was all about. You know, go getting some candy. Fucking coming home, watching Friday the 13th, binge watching Nightmare on Elm Street, and you know, watching all of the 80s fucking slasher films, and just sitting there, deep into the night, just getting fucking terrified, right? That's what I thought Halloween was all about. Now I'm learning, now we, not just me, but we, me and you or learn the fucking history about this shit, this, this is a dope fucking holiday, all right, this is, this is, I don't know, the best, I'm trying to think of, it's better than Christmas, definitely, better than Easter, I was about to say fuck Easter, but sorry Christians, you would probably try to hang me, but still, right, Thanksgiving is okay, I only like Thanksgiving because it's Black Friday and then I go fucking shop till I drop. We all know I like to shop till I drop. If you know me close, like if you are in my inner circle, even if you're not in my inner circle, I love to fucking shop. That is my favorite fucking thing. Like I just ordered, okay? Don't get like, oh, he's a materialistic person. No, 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 okay? I bought a Valentino, um, not a handbag. What is it? Fucking fanny pack, right? So sexy, so dope. Got it off of Saxon on Fifth Ave. Sexy, right? I love to shop. Okay, I don't care the price. If it's dope, I'm gonna fucking buy it, right? I texted my girlfriend, Gabby. Right? I said, "Hey, I just bought a little sa- no, satchel. I just bought a little fanny pack. It's a Valentino fanny pack." She almost. She's like, "Listen, Dusty, I, I, I can't." I can't. I was like, girl, it was only, you know, I'm not going to tell you much I ma- how much I paid for it, but I was like, she's like, Logan, Dusty, why did you spend that much on it? I was like, it's for business. She's like, no, it's not. I said, yes, it is. She's like, you didn't even see it in person. How are you going to know you're going to like it? She's like, I know I'm going to like it, okay, but I love shopping. I do it on my birthday. I do it on Black Friday. See, from here till Black Friday, I'm not Well, here till Thanksgiving. I'm not spending any money, not spending anything. Black Friday comes. I am going out, all out. I'm gonna be dropping three thousand dollars on random shit because I like shopping. But sorry, completely got off topic. I don't even know where to start, so I'm just gonna jump into why you know Halloween is orange and black, and it's, it's it's actually pretty straightforward. Black obviously represents Death, but it's not like death, like people dying. It's actually the death of summer. And orange represents the autumn harvest scene. So if you peeps, you know, if you peeps, peeps, peoples didn't know, it's not like the death of summer, but it's just like, you know, the whole death of like, oh, summer finally came to an end, and now it's time for winter, and now it's going to become dark, early, depressing, sad, seasonal depression is going to kick in, stuff like that. That's why, that's what that black represent. It's the death of summer and the coming of winter, okay? Now, I know some of you guys like to sit outside on Halloween, and you like to sit on the driveway, you like to light a little bonfire. gets get to hand out little pieces of candy to the womb witches. Yes, kids are now being called the womb witches. Womb witches? Womb witches. That's what I'm calling them. Total new, total new fucking nickname. Alright? The womb witches. People like to call them crotch goblins. Uh, demon spawns. I don't fucking know. I'm coming up with a new term. It's called womb witches. Alright? And this is actually a tradition too, lighting bonfires and stuff like that, and this one also dates all the way back to, you know, Celtic region, Ireland, it goes all the way back to then where they would light these massive fucking fires for people like not people but spirits on Halloween so that like if you're a lost soul and you're trapped here and you weren't able to make it to the light you could go to somebody's bonfire and that was a way for lost souls to go to the afterlife bats are also tied into this okay now we all know that they're associated with Halloween and again it's because of the Celtic people they would light these massive fires during Samhain and it would attract insects. And these insects would eventually attract bats. And it actually wasn't until medieval, like the medieval era, where bats inherited the whole superstition and the whole being known for, you know, being bad luck or bad omens. That's where they got, you know, that whole fucking bad juju is from the medieval era. Right, and speaking of animals and fucking bad juju, black cats, okay. Their history in this holiday dates all the way back to the Middle Ages, again, when people thought black cats were a symbol of the devil, but this you know, counterpart really stuck when the witch trials occurred in Salem because most of the witches in that time had black cats and the people that accused said witches believed that their, you know, black cats that were with them helped them in their magic practices and ever since then they've basically just been linked together, right? And it's just crazy like cuz we all know, we're not we all know black cats no, okay. No. But It's just interesting to see that they've been around, like that's been tied to, they've been tied to each other ever since the middle ages. Like that's just fucking crazy, right? People are crazy. But then again, they're also really ignorant back then and ignorant isn't a bad thing. It just means you don't know. Okay. When I say I'm ignorant, I just don't know, but I just don't know some things. So I assume stuff and that makes me ignorant. Okay. Ignorant isn't always a bad thing, right? So they're just really ignorant and they didn't, you know, Obviously, because they didn't have technology back then like we do now. So, they also might not have been as smart as us. So, but still, I didn't know that they were linked all the way back till then. The Middle Ages. That's fucking baffling. But, I think we're gonna, you know, be done with the traditions. And we are actually going to get into our two final fucking stories One of them is outrageous. Well, they're both kind of outrageous, but one is more outrageous than the other one because it has to deal with drugs and temporary tattoos. So this urban legend, it is is an urban legend because there's no proof behind it. But this urban legend is like a weird, like true crime case that kind of link. Well, no, hold on. I started reading ahead. This, um, this one I'm about to tell you about, it takes place in the 70s where drug dealers were putting LSD in temporary tattoos and they were giving them out to unsuspecting teens and adults on Halloween night. Now, the reason they did this was that they were trying to get new customers by tricking these kids and adults into trying this new drug. Okay, it's the 70s. The hippies were the 60s, but probably rolled into the 70s too. So, you know, it's around that hippie era, right? So, they were putting the LSD in these tattoos. And another variation of these temporary tattoos is that actually some of them were laced with LSD and I think it's called Strike Nine, which is a deadly poison. And according to Snopes, there has been no actual cases that have been verified of this happening. But to this day, there are some schools that will send out like warning letters or warning emails to parents, you know, trying to caution them on if their child gets a temporary tattoo. Which, if you think about it, kind of fucked up, right? Like really fucked up. I don't know who would do that. Okay. We got to stay away from the kids, people. Leave the kids alone. All right. This is probably one of their most favorite holidays next to Halloween and their birthday. So just don't fucking ruin it. Like, with the, I'm going to tell you guys a story here in like a few weeks about like the whole razor blades and candy or fucking needles and stuff, like sharp objects and candy. And there are some true fucking cases. And y'all are, those people are fucking dicks. Okay. No messing with the children, people. How often do I have to tell you guys this? It's fucked up. It's fucking stupid. We don't need this. They don't need this. They need our protection. They are innocent. We can't let this world heart them. I put harm and heart together, okay? Heart them, all right? Come on, people. They're young, beautiful, and, well, okay. I'll take back beautiful because that makes me look like a pedophile, but you know what I mean, all right? So... Now, we are going to get on to our final urban legend. And this one's a little creepy. Not a little bit. It's a lot of creepy. And this urban legend is called Bunny Man. And this is the urban legend that I was telling you about earlier that has the what is it, the true crime story attached to it. Okay. Now, as the urban legend goes... In the early 20th century, deep in the woods that divided the town of Clifton from Fairfax Station, there was an asylum for the criminally insane. At some point, the asylum closed, and the residents of said asylum were piled onto a bus that was headed for Lorton Prison. On the way to Lorton Prison, the bus swerved. And crashed. All of the convicts attempted to run away from the authorities, but the escape escape attempt didn't work. All of the runaway convicts were caught, except for one, Douglas Griffin. The hunt for Dougie lasted for months and months until one day, the authorities found a trail of shredded, ripped apart, gutted bunnies hanging from trees from what they called Fairfax Station Bridge. After they found those hanging bunnies, the search again continued for a few more months, but Griffin was never found. Then, on one Halloween night, Several teens were hanging out under Fairfax Station Bridge, and at the stroke of midnight, all of the teens were attacked. Douglas Griffin had slaughtered the teens with an axe because they were making fun of how disheveled he looked. The very next morning, the teens were found hanging from that bridge, gutted, Like bunnies. It is said to this day that if you're at Bunnyman Bridge at midnight on Halloween night. That you too will meet the fate of those teens and those bunnies. Now this urban legend um, was kind of extremely hard to research. Just because there are like 40 different versions of this story, not like 40, there's just a bunch of, you know, different versions of the story, and it's been manipulated by so many people, it is like the worst game of telephone that you could possibly play with this story, and they ended up completely fucking up the true story of what happened, so I'm gonna give you guys the true story right now on, you know, the Bunny Man legend, and how some of its events were manipulated, because it's kind of like... not even close to what happened. Well, it isn't close to what happened. Now, where am I? Okay, there we go. All right, so the true, you know, legend, the true story behind this urban legend takes place in the 70s where Air Force Academy cadet Robert Bennett and his fiance were sitting on the 5400 block of Guinea Road in Fairfax. Now, it was getting closer and closer to midnight. And as they were sitting in a car, you know, a man dressed in a white suit with bunny ears appeared. The man started yelling and berating the couple saying that they were on, you know, private property. As he was yelling at them, he got so mad to the point that he threw a wooden hatchet through the front window of the car. Now, thankfully, the couple was, you know, not injured. They went straight home and they, you know, filed a police report. Then, a couple weeks later, the Bunny Man would show up again. But he would show up at an unoccupied house a few blocks over from, you know, his last incident. Now, on this night, a private security guard named Paul Phillips spotted Bunny Man on the porch of this, you know, newly built house with the hatchet in his hand. Now, once Phillips spotted the man, he tried talking to him like, hey, get away from there, like, you're not allowed to be here, stuff like that. But the bunny man wanted nothing to do with him, and he started chopping at a porch pole as Phillips was trying to talk to him. And as Phillips, you know, kept trying to get his attention... The bunny man would finally turn around, and he would threaten Phillips, saying, All of you people trespass around here. If you don't get out of here, I'm going to bust you on the head. And after that incident, another police report was filed, and... They, you know... After it was filed, the police went out looking for said bunny man, and they knew it was a male in his late teens or early 20s dressed in... bunny outfit but unfortunately they were not able to find said male or find any conclusive evidence to track him down and it slowly turned inactive and to this day no one knows who the bunny man is or what was his motive for terrorizing these people yes he said it was like what is it trespassing but, you'd have to be fucking, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. Maybe that was his real motive. Maybe it was just, you know, an escape thing or something like that. I don't fucking know. But it's a little stupid to be your motive if you're in a neighborhood. And, obviously, you know what I mean? I don't know. Just doesn't sound right. But, maybe he was just mad at young love. Maybe he carried that rage from two weeks and just was like, God, I hate young couples. Fucking pissed me off. Maybe he was an incel. Maybe he was like, ugh. Oh, Gosh, I'm so attractive and I can't get a girl. Fuck these people. Maybe that's what it was. That's what we're gonna go with. Bunny Man is an incel, alright? But that's gonna do it for this episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Even though me talking was a little off today, cuz I don't know. i just been really tired this week, so I'm like on empty, basically. But we're here. We're happy. You know, we're doing stuff. So that's all I really got for you guys. Uh I- uh, what do, what do we got going on? Um, nothing really. Nothing really. This Wednesday, I lied, this Wednesday there's not going to be an episode just because Gabby was moving into a new apartment, so congrats to her. She got her first place on her own, so round of applause, round of applause. So, we didn't have time to record an episode for this fucking wednesday just because she had to be at the house with the dogs and it's just a whole new environment for them stuff like that so no episode this wednesday but next wednesday yes new episode um other than that really don't have anything for you guys follow me on instagram at you know the rainy day horror show if you want to follow my personal it's dusty mcballs if you want a custom-made sweatshirt dm me it is getting close to winter and it is going to be cold as shit so That's all I really got for you guys, okay? Remember, stay frosty, stay foxy, most importantly, the most important thing on this fucking planet, or you will end up in one of my episodes. Stay safe. I love y'all. Deuces.